Do you find yourself asking questions about technology? Anything from home electronics to your mobile phone? Hi, I'm Rich Demuro. You can hear me weekends right here on News Talk 930, now on 103.9 FM. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Mandy Tisco from Century 21 BHJ brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Midnight is a one-year-old lab retriever mix who is positively filled with solar-powered energy. She loves to run, play games, and stay up late. If you're a night owl, come meet Midnight. Six-year-old Ava is this dignified lady looking for a calm retirement home. This fancy feline loves to be treated like royalty. If you want to be her devoted subject, stop by the dog and cat shelter today. Magic Melanie here with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. And on top this week, 16 points. Everybody's so surprised. Melanie, yeah, I know. Right? on top of the leaderboard again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was just letting us think that we had a chance. Yeah. You still do. You still do. That's right. It's 16. not over. You know, next year, we should just have her here. And then <laughs> that's the whole show. <laughs> How boring would that's, that be? That's all it is. She's just making face because that's, that's all it matters at the she end of the year. She could own show. She really could. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you can take my Welcome podcast. Welcome to the Magic Melanie Show. Yeah. She's <laughs> going to take your podcast on. Yeah, you can take my podcast at this point. Can't Ice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter. Your opportunity to talk about stuff you want to talk about or... Chime in on what we're going to talk about, I guess, and we will be getting into our discussion a little later. But first, we have with us in studio, Mr. Gene Sterling. Good morning, Gene. Morning, guys. How are you? Well, I'm fine as paint. How about you? I'm okay. Thank fine you. as paint. Elaborate on that, Gene. Well, I have no idea. It's just, it's just <laughs> some. Is it, that's is it, is just it, what came out. Is it glidden or bare? I believe my grandpa's, you know, they used to pour paint through a nylon stocking, you know. So. Why? Oh, to get the, what? yeah, to get <laughs> oh, the clumps out. Yeah. yeah. Instead of having to have them mix it at the right. shop because there was no. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can Finer and frog hair. Yeah. We'll go with that. Well, we'll end up 10 minutes on paint. <laughs> um, so coming up this week, this is the last one on this Sunday. This is the last one. It? This is our 15th year, and uh, this is the last one this year. Been a, been a good uh, showing good each week, yeah. record-breaking for us. 
So this is the last in the series of the uh, Western film series at the Wild Theater. And the whole idea is to show these films in their original, the way they were supposed to be shown on the on the big screen. So this week you have probably, as you've said in the past, the best Western ever. Yes, I, in, in a lot of ways. You'll, this movie is so well done that you actually feel like you've gone back in a time machine. The 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 costuming, the 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 sets, just the lighting. Of course, the Tetons are in the background. It is uh, you know all filmed within. Like most of the westerns nowadays are in Mexico and Canada, and they're all over the place. This whole movie was filmed within about twenty miles of a circle. Jackson. Yeah, it's all done. Not just there in front of the Teton. Some of it is up the uh, the Grovant, which is a river that flows into the Snake down the way. And uh, the, all of these uh, cabins. I worked on a western. Uh, I did twenty some uh, episodes of a western, and it was filmed in the same locations as mm. this. Uh, exactly the same locations. Matter of fact, Ben Johnson was on in this movie. Ben Johnson was one of the main characters of the Western that I worked on. And uh, I was just a kid, and I was hired to be a stunt double for a kid. I'll tell you, that that whole area over there, um, I've seen it off and on since I was a kid, but anybody that hasn't been over there to see that area around the Tetons and the Grovant, and go see the Grovant slide, Mm -hmm. all of that area is just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The Grovant slide is actually visible in this Show, yeah. Didn't it happen just like in the 50s or 60s? No, it happened in uh, around 1920. Ah, okay. I, I thought it was fairly recent in the geological sense, but yeah. okay, go ahead. Yeah, and so uh, Shane, of course, is a uh, this gunfighter. I don't think there's many people that don't know the story of Shane. And he, he's a, a monumental character, <clears throat> w- rides into this valley. It's just really uh, primitive. And uh, ends up uh, just to water his horse. He goes up to a ranch, and, it, and they hire him. They, they give him uh, workman's clothes, and, and he is kind of, you know, under the, the cover of being just a farmer. And then there is, becomes a, a conflict, you know, with the big cowman who hires a real gunfighter to come in. At this point, all I know about Shane is that he's – he was pretty good at this fist. He's been in a couple of fist fights already with the, the Cowboys, with Ben Johnson, as a matter of fact. And uh, so th- they bring in Jack Palance. Who plays of course. The uh, two-fisted, <laughs> two-gun Jack Palance plays uh, just like Shane. Shane's got just a first name. Jack Palance just has a last name, Wilson. <laughs> That's just Wilson. And he is fast, fast on the draw. So that's the basis of the movie. Yeah. Other than, you know, the... the Good guy. They really paint the background with all of the the other homesteaders. Mm -hmm. And so you you see this through the eyes of the common man uh, and against this family, the Rikers, you know, who are... uh, Who own everything. Yeah, they're big uh, ranchers, but they're they're also just common men. These are not like, you know, uh, Eastern dudes... These are these the the Rikers are kind of thugs, huh. cool guys. I I, I got a kick out of both the Riker brothers. 
thugs but yeah. cool guys. Yeah, they're, they're land, land barons is what they could be described as. Perhaps they took the they they bragged that they took the uh, the land away from the Indians and made it safe for these other guys who came in and are taking it away from them. Of course. Well, that's the basis of a lot of uh, 1800s <laughs> stuff. The Johnson it's County Cattle film. War, same thing. There's a little boy it is a great in, that is a big part of the movie, you know, uh, <clears throat> ran into Wild. Excuse me. And he, uh, you know, Shane is, uh, he's very impressed with Shane because, you know, Shane is cool and his dad's a farmer. And, uh, you know, so in the end, you know, that there is a, you know, Shane's back in his cool uh, gunman's outfit and, uh, he's on that, you know, four-socked horse, and uh, he is riding away with his arm hanging, dangling down, and there's, you know, blood dripping off his fingers. And and the little boy is going, come back, you know, mom's, dad's got things for you to do. And Shane keeps going, goodbye, Joey, goodbye. And, you know, he's riding away. Well, for 70 years, they have, it's been the riddle or the mystery, did Shane ever come back? And so you're left, and this Tetons are there. He's riding. It's getting dark. And the little boy is yelling, come back, Shane. And it's echoing off of the Tetons. And he's just riding into the, no sunset. It's, he's riding into the night. And uh, everyone has wondered ever since, does he come back? And we'll never know. Never know. What, there's what, never a sequel. What's your opinion? I mean, I know there's not a sequel, but. You know, what? he didn't look that hurt to me. <laughs> so. So he, he did come back. I don't think he rode off and died, as some people think, that he just didn't want the little boy to see him, you know, die. Uh, so I, I think that he went on, but I think eventually... That is a popular wanted, theory, though, by the way, isn't it? Yes, is it? there's. it's been theorized for 70 years, you know, and that's that's what is really cool about this movie is there's not an ending there. There is a mystery there. Yeah, an open ending. See, they should have done another film. But yeah. Well, Alan Ladd didn't had, last too long after that. It wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have had the same. It would have been a disappointment. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, so that's coming up on Sunday, the last in the series, Wild Theater. That'll be at, what's say, 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. On Sunday at the Sunday. Wild Theater. Free popcorn, door prizes. We will be drawing for that uh, big knife that I made for the... Uh, okay. For a door prize, anyone has a chance to win. But each time that you come, your your tickets go back into the fishbowl. You have a better and, chance every yeah. time you show up. So yeah, we we will draw that under the scrutiny of a board of uh, brand inspectors, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Okay, so that's two p.m. Wild Theater. Tickets are available at the door. At the door, and as you said, free popcorn, door prizes, and fun. And it's a great way to see a classic western the way it was intended to be seen on the big screen i'd like to take a minute and thank sheridan media thank you guys okay uh it, this has been a, a record uh year for us this is uh this western film series is the the biggest fund uh generator of anything that the wyo does hmm. in a whole year that's good we have very little this i'm holding up a uh, CD of Shane. This is what we have, or uh, you know, this is all the way or out. Is four CDs and the royalties. Everything huh. is pure profit, folks. <laughs> nice. So show up and lend a hand. Yes. Support okay. the Wild Theater. Yeah. All right.
Thanks, Gene, for joining Thank us. So we're yep. going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll get started on our discussion today. We've got a bunch of stuff to get through today. Craziness. We'll be back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday after this. electric and you'll see the light maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building maybe it's high efficiency led lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair maybe it's data system wiring irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair commercial residential industrial agriculture above ground below ground call jackson electric and you'll see the light at 1851 north main in sheridan wrap plumbing and heating can handle any job you have big or small from new construction to a pesky leaking toilet the professionals at wrap plumbing and heating are here to assist you drippy faucet sure new shower hardware no problem plumbing an entire new house for sure clogs that need snaked oh yeah Rap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rap at 429-1196. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. Novus Auto Glass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Novus Autoglass, 1034 Broadway Street, or call us at 307-672-0139 to set up an appointment. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, providing landfill engineering services to Wyoming. Hello, Sheridan. It's time for kindergarten registration. If you have a child turning five years old on or before September 15th, please register your child for kindergarten at your neighborhood school February 6th, 7th, or 8th, anytime from 8.30 to 3.30. Please bring immunization records, a birth certificate, and a current utility bill. If you have questions, please call your neighborhood school or me at 674-7405, extension 5108. Magic Melanie here with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. And on top this week, 16 points. Everybody's so surprised. Melanie, yeah, I know. Right? on top of the leaderboard again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was just letting us think that we had a chance. Yeah. You still do. You still do. That's right. It's 16. not over. You know, next year, we should just have her here. And then <laughs> that's the whole show. <laughs> How boring would that's, that be? That's all it is. She's just making face because that's, that's all it matters at the she end of the year. She could own show. She really could. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you can take my Welcome podcast. Welcome to the Magic Melanie show. Yeah. She's <laughs> going to take your podcast. On yeah, you can take my podcast at this point. Can't Ice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Are we there? There we are. Ron Richter, Aaron Palmer. And today's discussion, there's... We have the poll question, which we'll get to in a second, but we also have the eponent in the room, the elephant in the room, that we're also going to have to touch on. But I think we're going to continue that discussion. The big mammal with the yeah, trunk. Yep, the eponent. 
for sure. <laughs> um, which we'll get to. Uh, the poll question this week, Mr. Mr. Richter, what do you have there? The uh, first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question. What subject do you most want the Wyoming legislature to tackle during this year's session? And overwhelmingly, 79% of the vote said property tax relief reform. Shocker. Um, 12% said budget and uh, 5% said other and 4% social issues such as transgender, abortion, etc. But uh, property tax relief and reform. Um, I, I figured that would be the case. I didn't I kinda know did it would too. be. Yeah. You know, because... I do find it kind of odd that the budget only got twelve percent because it's like without the budget, <laughs> yeah, you don't have anything. You got else. nothing. You but jack. we all know that the budget's going to take precedence. Yes. but it, the, and and there are man. I looked at the at the website and I printed out a bunch of stuff here. But the, the amount I didn't count them, but the amount of bills from both the House and the Senate are just through the roof. It's just crazy. And I understand that, you know, in a budget session, legislators go in there with the idea and the hope that their bill will go through, which is is highly unlikely at best. But they just hope it's basically throw it against the wall and hope it sticks. So that's where we're at. But there are a bunch of bills and it it, it a lot of them are dealing with property taxes, but there are other issues like social issues, the abortion issue, the transgender issue, Chloe's law from last year, mm-hmm. which went down, but there were a lot of people that backed that, and there were differences in, in opinion as to why that went down, but I think basically it was, oh, there were some questions on the legality and what, what the repercussions would be. So they have another bill that's essentially the same thing that's been changed and quote-unquote updated, whatever. Amended. So, amended. So there's that, but there are a bunch of issues that, uh, are they going to go through? Who knows? No. Are they going to be introduced? Probably not. The vast majority of them can't be no. because they have a very set, tiny window to put these through. Yeah, so budget sessions be, are... Yeah, it's 20 days, isn't it? It's a it? lot of work in a short time frame. Yeah, so uh, w- whether they're going to get to these or not is the question. But property taxes, I, I think, after last year especially, where they got essentially nothing done on property taxes. People are upset about their property taxes going up, and they just continue to go up. And I I don't pretend to know why they're going up. A lot of people will say, well, it's because we got people moving in from out of state. They're paying more and more for there's the property. There's a lot more to it than that. But there, it, it is. There's, there's a that's, lot more that's, to it. That's the easy man scapegoat. And I think the economists understand what it is. I'm not one. I didn't go to college for that. But that is one argument. Yeah, well, and it's one aspect of it. Right. I mean, that, that is one of the factors. But um, just to say that is why property oh, yeah. that's taxes. That's the only reason. It's, uh, yeah. that's, that's the get off my yard yeah. thing. thing. So people are upset. And after last year where nothing essentially got done, this year I think... Which is another reason why there's so many bills being, quote-unquote, listed, not introduced, but listed, is kind of counterproductive, I think. I I agree with you. I think they they need to go down there and concentrate, number one, on the budget, and number two, on tax reform and relief. People need to not have their taxes at the level they're at right now, and to get relief in the future. Instead, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where 
the amount of property taxes in Sheridan and Johnson County have gone up in double digits the last two years in a row. And I, I think, Aaron, what you're kind of getting at is it looks bad when you see all of these non-relevant bills on the uh, agenda, so sure. to speak, lack of a better term. But right, you know, and, 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 and it's and, not and, that they're not relevant, but they're, they shouldn't be relevant in a budget year. And one, they shouldn't be relevant when... Basically, property tax reform should be first and foremost. Number one priority. Absolutely. Just just real quick, I want, want your opinion. You th- do you think anything's going to get done? Me do, personally? Yeah. Do I want to say this out loud? No, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, no. Yeah, I don't either. I think they'll kick the can down the road. I think you're right. They may pass something. There will like be something last year. just like last year. Yes, there will There'll be, be something that will have no teeth to it. It's not going to help the general population. It may help you. They may have a bill that's out there to protect low income and um, seniors, which is, is good in and of itself. Yes. But it's not good for the rest of us it, that it, are paying you know through the nose on our property taxes, along with everything else that's gone through the Throwing road. a snowball at the sun. Right. And hope. Throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. So do I think there's going to be any actual reform or I, I'm doubtful. Yeah. I'm very doubtful. No, I, I agree with you. And, you know, I'd love to be wrong. I, you and me both. I'll it, go on the record. I hope to heck I am wrong, but yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it. It's uh, quite an issue. And if you're a conspiracy theorist, there's a lot of people going, well, they're doing this on purpose because they're trying to bring on the Civil War. I didn't say that. I'm saying people are saying that. <laughs> people are saying all sorts of right, crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Anyway. Just give us a few months. Well, <laughs> It's going to get worse closer oh, we get to November. I tell you, man. It's like, you know, we got a <laughs> self-proclaimed William uh, Wallace is out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the governor... I guess uh, you talked to, was it you? No. Oh, who talked? Floyd did. Floyd. Floyd interviewed the governor earlier this oh, week on Public, Public Pulse. Pulse. Great That's interview, right. by the way. If you have not listened to it, go back to the uh, shared media archives. Yeah. Um, on our website, uh, you can get the uh, you can get the audio pretty much anywhere. I think you. We're gonna have the audio here. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna. But I mean, I mean the bit. full interview. Right. It, full it was, interview. It was a great interview. Um, Governor Gordon said the most important issue we have before us in the legislature this year is Trans, transgender issues. Transge- no, property taxes. <laughs> property tax reform. I know. So that even the governor is aware of this. And so where do we go? You know, if, if he, he, I would love to see Governor Gordon standing in there on the floor just shaking his fist going, get it done, get it done. But it's not going to happen. But anyway, Governor Gordon said, that uh, most important issue that we have before us is property taxes, and here's what he had to say. But in addition to that, I think there are things that we need to look at carefully. One is perhaps a homestead exemption. I think that's being considered. If you've lived here a number of years, that you can have an exemption on the first amount of money that you'd have to pay. Uh, there's also, because during COVID, Wyoming was open. Uh, people recognized this as one of the freest states. Uh, they moved here in droves, and that raised the prices, and that, that changed the way assessed valuation happened. We want to make sure that if that happens again in the future, that the pace that we can moderate what those raises are in the constitutional basis. 
Now, Governor Gordon did say that tax reform and uh, help should be a priority, but they also have to protect school funding mm-hmm. and, and county governments because county governments, yeah, depending on who you talk to, but overall, county governments rely on property taxes as uh, a major funder for their their budgets. Yes. So Governor Gordon said this. One of my biggest concerns as we talk about property tax relief, which, as I say, is the most important thing that we've got to look at this year. My biggest concern is that we don't end up uh, handicapping our counties. Property taxes go mostly to our local schools, and a certain portion of it goes to county services. And, and, And the state really doesn't have the ability to backfill that uh, particularly particularly well. Now, Governor Gordon did say that if there's going to be reform as far as property taxes go, citizens in these proposed bills need to be protected. Their vote, they have to be able to vote on these taxes instead of just relying on legislators to quote-unquote get it done. We'll see. I don't know. Um they need to vote on the proposed taxes and then protect voters' rights, the legislature, in the process. So I, I want to make sure that we don't handicap our counties, number one. And number two, it is an absolute priority for me that as a citizen of this state, I have the ability to vote on the taxes that I have to pay. And I want to make sure that in the process of this reform, we don't take voters' rights away to determine what taxes they will or will not want to pay. Those two things, I think, flavor how this goes forward. I know this is an important issue, and I know the legislature is going to grapple with it, and I fully support their work on it. So there you go. That's the governor's take on this. I I, I don't know, again, I I don't know if anything is going to come of this something will get done yeah there'll be something there i mean this but so they can point out and go see we did something yes but is it going to actually affect the vast majority of people in the state i don't know i'd be shocked but i like being surprised (laughs) and i like i said i i I hope we're wrong I'm, i'm i'm not trying to be negative nancy but i mean History, but yeah, I was going to say history when, has you know, shown that right. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool yeah. me twice, or fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, something so like that. yeah, it's it, based on tr- previous track record on this, and not just the Wyoming legislature, but just political government entities in general. I'm not. I'm not hopeful. I just find it interesting, though, that I don't think you can talk to a state legislator, no matter who or where they're representing, that doesn't agree that this is huge and it needs to be addressed, but yet there's never a fix. So Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, it, show, <laughs> it shows a major flaw right. in the system. It is. And it, these kind of things, whether it's property taxes or whatever issue is important to whomever people in whatever state, you would think, and the way it's supposed to be set up is get something done, 
And that's tied directly to whether you're sitting in the same seat a year from now or not. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the way it's supposed to work. Get it done or don't. And, and these, it just continues to happen. Okay. Look at it this way. If you roll up to a service shop with a flat tire and they come out and they all stare at that tire and say, yep, it's flat. It's broke. Needs to be fixed. And then they just don't fix it and walk away. (laughs) I I mean, it essentially is what is happening. Right. Until somebody finally comes along and fixes it. Yes. Which so far we're still sitting at the gas station waiting for. Yeah, wondering, <laughs> when are we getting back on the road? We got this flat tire here. They've all come out and said, yes, it's flat. This is a problem. You will Thank not be you able for to... acknowledging this. Can you do something about <laughs> it? It's, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's above my pay grade, but I mean, it's, right. I think anyone out there with any kind of common sense knows that uh, this is something that needs to be taken care of. I agree. I agree. But, you know. Anyway, we'll see what happens. That's coming up on February 12th. We're going to take a break. Excuse me. Come back and have more of a discussion on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll be back right after this. to the most complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The break free from the Bitter cold event continues into the weekend at Waring Chevrolet. You never know when the next storm's going to hit. So Waring Chevrolet has marked down their entire inventory going into the weekend. The lot's full of new Chevrolets. Massive inventory of pre-owned vehicles. This is the weekend to come in and let the sales team show you the wearing way of buying a vehicle. It's not just a sale. It's a meltdown. The break free from the bitter cold event will last as long as the higher temperatures do. Waring Chevrolet online. WaringSheridan.com. After the busy holidays have passed, don't forget those loved ones in January. Legacy Diamond and Gems has a large selection of garnet, January's birthstone, in rings, pendants, earrings, and bracelets. Beautiful garnets from Montana, Brazil, Africa, and other locations throughout the world. Come into Legacy Diamond and Gems for the finest quality jewelry at an exceptional value. 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Even though it's chilly outside, we feel the warmth of this community. Thank you for always supporting our small business. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from EBA Hearing and Sound. We are excited to share that Addison Dempsey, our new doctor of audiology, is now accepting patients. Hi, I'm Dr. Addison Dempsey, and I'm so happy to be back home and working at EBA Hearing. I was born and raised here in Sheridan, and my husband and I are so excited to have the opportunity to raise our little girl in such an amazing community. As a doctor of audiology, I'm able to evaluate your hearing, program hearing needs from a variety of manufacturers, and I am able to officially evaluate and diagnose auditory processing disorder for all ages. I also have special training from the American Institute of Balance for vestibular assessments. Help us welcome Addison to the EBA Hearing family. We look forward to helping you reconnect to your loved ones through better hearing. Call to schedule your appointment today. 
EBA Hearing and Sound, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Wild Performing Arts and Education Center hosts one of the most iconic 90s animated series, Animaniacs, in concert tonight at 7 p.m. The trio of Randy Rogel, Rob Paulson, and Maurice LaMarche will perform the world-famous songs from the beloved cartoon series, backed by the original projected animation. The show is hip and funny for adults, but kids will love it as well. Tickets are available now at the Wyo box office or online at wyotheater.com. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and your chance to talk about, well, what we're talking about or what you want to chime in about. Um, today we're talking about what's coming up in the legislature. The The poll question, Ron, was again. First, uh, Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question. What subject do you most want the Wyoming legislature to tackle during this year's session? And it is property tax relief reform. 79% of all of the... Uh, People that responded to the poll said that is that is what they want. Followed so, by the budget. Budget, yeah. Budget was twelve percent, and then other five percent, and social issues was four percent. Way down the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think going into the budget session, it's either the budget or property tax. I mean, in right. the in the but like you said, it's it's a foregone conclusion. They're not gonna not. I mean, that's one thing the Wyoming legislature is great at is they have a balanced budget. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of states in this nation that do not. Very true. Keep dipping into their reserves, yeah, well, even I, if they have them. Yeah, and, and that's why, I mean, okay, Wyoming has some issues with property tax and affordable housing and yada, yada, but a lot better issues than some of these states. My goodness. That's true. And the one good thing, and I read in a story about this that said, well, you know, if we get rid of the property taxes, we need to be careful so we don't have to implement an income tax. And that's a whole different argument. Yeah, it's... And I'm glad that there's not an income tax. I came from Oregon, which there is an income tax, and it's a substantial income tax. And it's and their property taxes are through the roof there as well. Yep. So I don't know if that's the issue. I, well, it is the issue. I don't know if that's the answer. The answer, yeah. And... I don't know. I think government spending is a lot of it. I think we could get into this for weeks talking about this. Well, yeah, I, I, always, I always laugh. You know, we're always told, you know, live within your means. Mm-hmm. Yet the people that govern us don't usually fail horribly at living. And you and I don't means. have a choice. We can't go to the bank and go, hey, I need more money because yeah, I've spent it all. I, I can't spend $25,000 when I only have 7000 Right. But and if I want a hundred thousand dollar brand new pickup, chances are I'm probably not going to get a hundred thousand dollar brand new pickup because I just that's not within my budget. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there driving some nice vehicles that can't afford them. Let's just well, put it that way. true. And I guess if you're cutting corners elsewhere where you can make that happen, that's right. fine. But you know, when you're talking about I got a house payment, I've got you know this, that, and the other. I'm paying my student loans. I'm doing this. So you know, hundred thousand dollar brand new pickup. That's not in the budget. Yep. I may be looking for a 10-year-old I, I totally, one. I totally agree. So, anyway, I guess we do have a caller waiting. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll make a, a, just two brief comments. One okay. on the taxes. Okay. You know that Wyoming has, we have what we have, a five-tiered tax system. Those tiers are agricultural, residential, commercial, industrial, and mineral. 
unfortunately, the only parties within those tiers that cannot pass on their increasing taxes, agriculture can, commercial can. You own a building downtown, you've you got renters, <clears throat> your taxes go up on your building, you raise your rent. Industrial can, mineral can. The only ones that can't pass it on are your residential homeowners. If they put their house out as a and b they could. But other than that, if you're living in your abode, you're stuck. And when this happened, this five tiers was back in 1989 when Cynthia Loomis, our senator, was in the legislature. She proposed the five tier. The legislature voted on it. Before that, residential tax was simply cost-less depreciation what your house cost you, what it was on the tax rolls with, and as the years rolled out, as it depreciated, it actually went down. So what happened in that year is it went to a vote of the people. It was in either 89 or 90, I think it was 89, and it was sold on, well, this will be fair to all of our public schools in all of our counties. There will be equal funding for them equal funding for all of our public schools based of course on their enrollment stats but the thing is this is something that the voters voted on but i think at that time we were not um inuring what we are now in certain counties like ours where property uh sales have gone up tremendously residential property sales right right and so what i'm going to say is initially in 89 it took five years to get the camera system in um where it's a computerized algorithm system and that system we first tried to buy it from a company that went bankrupt so we ended up buying it <laughs> from a bank in houston that sold us a appraisal system that they used to appraise disparate real estate in various areas of their municipality and county. So we bought a system, and I understand that that has also been addressed here within the last seven years, a different type of uh, computer-assisted mass appraisal. And I won't go down that rabbit hole too much, but know that it, it passed in 89, but there were assessors in various counties, some nine counties that didn't like it and fought it. Well, uh, and, and I understand, there. every time that there's an, a law like this enacted, there there always seems to be some unforeseen circumstance that mm -hmm. pops up out of this that ends up creating a problem, maybe not the next year, but, you know, 10 or 15 years down the road. Right. The, the residential. Remember the five tiers are agriculture, residential, commercial, industrial, and mineral. Sure. Only the residential are stuck. They're like a, a pin to a corkboard. If I might make a second remark to gentlemen, Quickly, change, sure. of, change of topic. Okay. Uh, the district court, CV 2024-10, that court case will be heard here within the next, I think the date, and I could be wrong on the case, is uh, February 13th at 9 o'clock. Yes, it is February 13th, and uh, Judge... Thomas Sullins will be presiding over the one-day bench trial. Now, just if people are not aware of this, we're talking about the county commissioners, four of the five that are being sued by the Sheridan County uh, Republican Party. And we, we figured this was going to come up, and we're going to discuss this further next week. It but, will be a topic next week. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I want people to understand that case, as it is presented to the court, is viewable by anyone. Yep. Yeah. 
That, that's not any secret sauce. No. And so in looking at that case and what is being brought forward, it is my belief, of course, they're asking that four of our commissioners be, I, what would you call it, removed yeah, from re office? Removed from right. office and right. then replaced. And right. now I don't know the manner of replacement. that. And I don't know if they can do that or well, that's how. The case but, for, yeah, that's yeah, exactly that, that's, what they're after. Yes, we're I speculating agree. because that will be moved forward in front of Judge Sullen. And I understand he is a retired yes, yes. Uh, district court judge from, I believe, Casper. Casper, he yes. retired in 2019, I believe. Uh, yes, tw so it's almost fairly... 25 years right. as a district judge. Right. So all I wanted to do was um, allow the public to understand in a relatively short time, uh, this thing isn't good, and this thing, I don't believe, would drag out till the cows came home. You know, one of these cases that takes right. five years to adjudicate. So at any rate, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for paying attention to this and sharing on your online venue, your news venue, the bigger picture on it. You don't have a lot of drop time um, uh, unless you put it in, in, in that other venue. Um, sure. I think you go Crow, KROE News is where you, because you most recently had some of that Northeast Transmission Pipeline business on there. Sure. So sure. at any rate, we those, were, those are the only two things. I, Thank you I, again. I, I figured you'd like that, Vicki. Yeah, what? keep your notes, Vicki. We'll, we'll discuss this I was, further next week. I was week. thinking of you when I was putting that story together about the Northeast Transmission Line. <laughs> oh, yes, we could talk about that quite a bit, but shall we not? <laughs> we could do that another time. Keep your notes on the on the uh, lawsuit coming up. We'll talk about that next week. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. All Thank right. you. Thanks. All right, we've got two callers on hold. We're going to go to the next caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good morning. morning. Good. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, the, um, I'm calling about the um, petition, the citizens' petition to reduce the property tax by 50%. Yes. And I know it's gotten a lot of uh, positive and negative reviews. Yes. You know, um, you know, part of the issue that you guys have been talking about, and I think rightfully so, is that three years of talking and doing, talking about that flat tire and doing nothing <laughs> right. is really frustrating, right? And part of the what I'm coming to see is is that part of the it's all about the posturing. So many of these elected officials are posturing, and frankly, they're passing out this information when they say, "Oh, the sky is going to fall if we cut this." Because you know, on this petition, I was asked to sign it, and I said, "You know, I'm not going to sign that right now because I don't understand what it would really do. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, what the impacts would be." So since then, I've dug into it, and here's what I've found in Sheridan County. The county general fund, which has gone from $15 million to $25 million, and that does not include ARPA funds, unlike the county commissioners last week said. It's not true. I'm looking at the budget right here. It's online. You can find it. So it's gone from 15 to $25 million in the last five years. Okay. How much of that revenue comes from property taxes in Sheridan County? Well, the answer from the state, the what's called the state abstract, which I just got this week, it's 30%. So 30% of Sheridan County's budget comes from property taxes. So then I looked at this petition and I said, well, what's this thing really do? Okay, yeah, only 30% of the revenue comes from property taxes. So then I looked at this petition and I said, well, what does this thing really do? Well, it reduces by 50% the, the resident, you know, the main primary residence, right? right? So I look at that and I say, okay, I went to the state website and the legislative services offices in their fiscal note on this initiative. 
you know, they, they say certain things. So what they, um, so here's the bottom line in Sheridan County. I also found out, I got this abstract and it said that out of all of our person of, uh, real property taxes, that includes land and improvements. Okay. And in Sheridan County, land makes up 30% of our property tax value, you know, the, the appraised value that, that we get taxed on. And improvements make up 70% of that property tax. Well, bill. That That's makes the sense. average yeah. for okay. all of for, right? Okay, so, and the state legislative offices says, when they analyzed that petition, they said, well, 71% of the residences in, in Wyoming, 71% are actually owner-occupied, which they have to be. Okay. And then the state legislative services offices also said, out of those 71%, 83% of those people have been here for more than one year, which, which is another qualification. So here's how you have to look at this. The 50% property tax is only going to apply to 70% of your appraised value times, now out of that, only 71% of those, on average, are owner-occupied times only 83% of those are owned by residences for more than one year. You multiply that out, you get a gross impact of only 21%. That's the total top-line impact in Sheridan County. Which now, is significantly exactly. less than the increase we've seen over the last however many years that you mentioned. Thank you so much. And But it gets even better. So that's the impact if, if 100% of your revenues came from property tax. Sheridan sure. County's revenues, only 30% come from this. So 30% of Sheridan County's budget would be reduced by 21%. That's a 6% decrease in Sheridan County general fund revenue. All right? So that's that's the true impact. So when these legislators and I'll I, you know I'm not going to sit here and name names, but you know who, who they are. It's the progressive legislators who say, "Oh, we can't touch this. The schools will fail." Which that's another topic. We're overfunded. We actually sure. send money sure. to other schools. Yep. Go ahead. The schools sure. aren't going to fail. The county's not going to fail. And then if you if you account for the fact that all the other sales tax, the other seventy percent of Sheridan County's revenue continues to increase every year, which it has. If you account for that normal increase the last five years, this 6% cut actually gets reduced to a 1% cut. It would actually impact Sheridan County's budget by 1%. And if anybody wants to see the numbers, I will bring in the county's own numbers and show you exactly how I came to this conclusion. So once I just finished this analysis this week, I thought, you know what? I'm going to find somebody with that petition. I'm going to sign it because the sky's not going to fall. Right. Right. You know, people are losing their homes. But yet we've got legislators screaming, oh, we have, we the can't, sky is you know, falling. The sky is who's falling. going to run the fire trucks? Who's right. going to pay the police? And, you know, and I'm all for that stuff. That's why I was concerned and I didn't initially sign it until I dug into it. Right. These now are you've the done facts your that I found. Very good. Okay, right. caller, I do have one caller that's waiting. Thank you so much for the information. And yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I'd love to see that further, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. But thank you. Okay, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Oh, good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, a quick little note. Uh, the governor's uh, interview was great. Yeah. Um, I really wish they would have addressed uh, National Guard possibly going to the border and the support that we have for the guys down in Texas. Right now there's a convoy that's he heading Everybody's heading down there this weekend. 
See, we've got two great topics that we could talk about in the next week that we can only get to one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm with and you. Then, and then also, sorry, I'm trying to be quick. Right. Uh, the, there's a huge protest in uh, in Europe right now dealing with convoys as well, but mostly uh, farmers, ranchers. Uh, if you watch videos of what's going on in France, they're spraying down their government buildings with manure, <laughs> uh, light and bales. It's... Uh, getting pretty exciting over there uh one of the the most viewed videos that shared media has on youtube uh everybody should go watch things on rumble but on youtube uh it's the trucker convoy uh one of the gentlemen that most of us have seen on tv about the terrorist that was found and recorded down in texas the gentleman that recorded that was here and i suggested they they go down to uh um the Cowboy Cafe, and they did a little podcast there as well. So that that uh, that guy's making the rounds, and uh, he's first responders uh, video or re- first responders media, and he's down in Texas live streaming. Uh, so it basically just keeps coming around, and uh, the Abbot down there, he's not necessarily uh, a white hat. He's working a little bit with the World Economic Forum, which just ended out in Davos, and they're they're predicting uh, another virus. And one of their big contributors is uh, Canada and Trudeau. And if you look up uh, some tag words, Parliament honors SS, you will see the Canadian Parliament giving standing ovations with Zelensky and Trudeau in their parliament. To a neo, not a neo-Nazi. Sorry, actually, an SS soldier from. Oh, did we lose him? We must have lost him. Okay, well, okay, caller. Thanks so much for the call. And um, stuff is getting weird yep. all over. And that's another great topic. That also one that we could talk about is is the what's going on at the border in Texas. Because there are, I think, what did they say, 26 states, 27 now-ish, that, excuse me, have sent National Guard troops down there to basically back Texas. And the Biden administration seems like they're not going to back down on this. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying that, you know, people need to start popping off rounds, but when you get two groups of people down there that are anywhere that are armed... And at a place where there's not a lot of positive discourse, it's always a possibility that it can happen. Yeah. And that's... And that is a mess. It would be. There is a mess down there. <clears throat> I, don't, you know, I don't care. I've, I've got relatives and friends you're, you're, in Texas. And if you're a Republican or Democrat... Right. You don't want th- that. Th- there's no way you can see what's going on down there and not admit that is a mess. It is. And, you know, there's it, a re- is, people have said for decades... Don't mess with Texas. I mean, there's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I it, it scares me to think about what could possibly happen down there. And I'm not going to say it should happen. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. But it's a scary thought. Just like, you remember where we were when we went to war in, in the Gulf. You know, when we first invaded, everybody went, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. And then it turned out to be what it is. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad as, you know, we thought it was the start of World War Three when it happened. And, I don't know. But, the whole idea, when you start getting two groups of people that are armed and not talking to each other, 
not a good thing. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's not uh, good. Yeah, okay. That's going to do it for the show this week. Thank you very much, Mr. Ron Richter. Appreciate you coming in as usual. Thank you. I never leave. It was a good thing. <laughs> You're always here. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday for this week. Thank you so much. We will be back next week. Have a great week, and see you next week. Arriba Durche. See ya. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, just because everyone's thinking it doesn't mean you have to say it. Well, if you ignored her and went ahead and said it, then you need the calming effects you can only get at the health nut. Aisle after aisle of health-giving supplements, a healthy soup, sandwich and salad bar, a grocery store, and smoothies that'll get you back to how you felt before you were full of regret for being so honest. The Health Nut, located in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Hi, this is Brad with Prime Rate Motors, where we are interested in paying cash for your vehicle, camper, or trailers. With the overwhelming demand right now, Prime Rate Motors wants to not only work with you to get you a fair price for your vehicle, we want to restock our lot with some local-owned units. Payments too high, we also do down trades. Stop out to Primate Motors and let us evaluate your vehicle. Discuss what works for you and then make the deal happen. Primate Motors and Super Trailer Store. See us online at primatemotors.com. Hi, this is Christy at Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 4157 U.S. Highway 1416. This beautiful split-level country home is just a few minutes from Claremont, Wyoming, and is situated on 8.13 acres. The main level has a kitchen, dining room, living room, breakfast nook, covered patio, and striking landscaping. Upper level has two bedrooms, a full bath, laundry, and office. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This is Floyd Whiting, and I wanted to welcome you to Jackalope's Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. This is unlike any other podcast. We do a deep dive into the jackalope hole on a myriad of topics. UFOs? Yep. Bigfoot? Oh yeah. Local, national, and global politics? You betcha. Social media and conspiracies? Yeah. Join the Jackpack Weekly at SheridanMedia.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.